Cahan is supported in part by Hilltop Broadband. Hilltop Broadband for residential and business wireless internet service. Servicing Salida and Poncho Springs in Chaffee County, as well as areas in Fremont County, Custer County, and more. To experience the Hilltop difference and request new customer information, email info at hilltop-broadband.com or call toll-free 877-783-2889. Cahen is sponsored in part by Soulcraft Brewing, Salida's hometown brewery offering a large selection of traditional and seasonal craft beers. Their spacious patio features cozy fire pit tables for outdoor warmth on chilly days. Fresh food is served daily at the Soul Shack food truck, featuring snacks like wings and pretzels, and full meals like sandwiches, burgers, and a delicious brunch on Sunday. Soulcraft is open daily for happy hour, lunch, and dinner. Welcome, friends, to On the Rails. This is this caboose where we record is owned by by a KHEN on your FM dial there, or you can always go to podcasts and look for On the Rails, or check into iTunes, listen to On the Rails on iTunes. But a lot of people go to 106.9 KHEN, and um, this not only is this caboose born along by KHEN, we have an engineer. That's Rick White. He's up in the front. Thank you very much, Forrest. It looks like clear sailing today. Beautiful day to be out in the train. And uh, it's nice and warm up here. I've got Juanita on one side and I've got the four big old pistons that are going up and down. And it's nice up here. Wow. It's nice. And we're we're so happy to have our, our guest with us today. Goodness sakes. I mean, here's a guy, Andrew, has been a part of of Como history for really since since the very beginning and uh, Andrew Zimmerman and he pr- pretty much grew up around Como and um, so it's just been really fun having so welcome aboard uh, Andrew and uh, what are you thinking of right now? Well thank you all very much for the introduction I would like to um, I, I'm really I'd like people to know a little just more about the town of Como. I'm a little more Como centric and have always been interested in the way it worked. And um, Como was a total railroad town. There was a ranch, the uh, Lechner Ranch, or a, a ranch in this area previous because the ranchers were starting to raise beef for all the miners. And that was, you know, commerce was starting and all the supply of the, the trains. But then the railroad moved in and it was a railroad town. To own a property, to live, to work in the town, you had to be part of the railroad. They did an original plat of the town, which was okay. That was then amended, and they made a second town plat that laid out all the streets, very wide streets for horse and carriage, well-planned, still stands to this day. And um, Goma was pretty vibrant. The railroad came first through and tried to get uh, coal from a nearby mine, the King Cold Mine, that was a very gaseous mine, and they had some fatal explosions. They found better coal elsewhere and moved on. A lot of those buildings were uh, dismantled and brought up to Como and used again as uh, buildings. People have to realize back in the day, it was so much more common to throw a smaller building, jack it up, put it on a wagon, and move it somewhere else a couple blocks in town, 
or anywhere because they the buildings were not tied to the ground like they are here. There's no there's no septic. There's no water. There's no power. There's not much of a foundation. There isn't much. You know, it's not this big process. It was just pick it up, move it, place it on some rocks on top of the ground, and you've saved yourself a whole heck of a lot of labor by hand cutting or buying all this lumber. So there was a lot of that going on. That's great. But as but as I was a kid, I learned more about this, and you may still be able to find this book. I'm still I'm not sure if it is still in print. And I, I, it's about an engineer named Sam Spees. The name of the book is Going Railroading. And I think it's told by his daughter or granddaughter. And she sat down and talked to him for hours before he died and made a great book of how Como worked. And these engineers would be on for like 12-hour shifts. They'd get off. They'd go to one of the boarding houses in town. The other engineer may have just left and they may not have changed the sheet and they would fall to sleep exhausted in a boarding in one of the boarding houses and get ready for their next shift. And then they had these boys that would go around called knockers and the knockers knew which house the engineer was supposed to be on. The and the roundhouse crew mechanics and everything would have the the uh, the locomotive all prepped up, ready, serviced full of coal, water, and little wood also. And then the knocker would run around to where the uh, engineer was staying, knock on the door and say, your train's ready for you in 10 or 15 minutes. And they would hop to it after, you know, hop to it and get on get on there and do their shift. So it was quite a, it was quite an enterprise all around Como to operate this. And there, at its height, Como was quite the town. I think it had maybe four churches and 13 bars, a international independent order of odd fellows club. And it was the um, commercial hub for park County and South park for quite a few years before interest went elsewhere. And a lot of the vibrancy was in Como at that time. Wow. Spell her last name. S P E E S. I think it's S P E A S Spees. Ah, all right. S-P-E-A-S. Well, we have a here we've got a librarian. She'll she'll go looking for it. Well, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. How many people do you think lived in Como at that time? Say the height. What maybe um maybe nineteen ten. I've heard some Atlantish outlandish people saying maybe five or six thousand, if you counted everyone. I think that could be a little high. I um that'd be a tough number to pin down. There was a um certainly a thousand, maybe two thousand. There was a um the reason it was called Como is because there's a little lake outside here and it's ringed by mountains, similar to Lake Como. And many of the um Italian many of the Italian workers here it reminded them of home, and that may have been some of the impetus to call this Como. There was also a large um Chinese um, worker establishment here. They worked in the area. Um, recently, one of the local gentlemen has um, uh, bought a property and he found out it was the old Chinese laundry and the laundry tubs and stuff are still in there. And that is right down along Main Street. Um, I've talked to some other folks who um, found some elevated gardens close to town, but out along the Terry where the Chinese were um, growing vegetables in the summertime. 
and uh, doing commerce that way and feeding everyone. So there's some of that remains. You can still see the remains of the old coal mines around us. Outside of Como, they have taken the old King Cone coal mine and turned it into a shooting range in that same little valley. So the, the, all these things are still sort of around us. And if you look, you can see them as you drive over Kenosha Pass on Highway 285 and look up the mountainside. You can still see some of the old railroad cut, some of the old dry stacked uh, railroad Bridges, bridges and embankments that were done by the miners. Some of those were Welsh miners that were fantastic at dry stacking um, rock walls that still haven't washed away after 100 years worth of rains. And you can get good glimpses of the rail bed all across South Park. You can see the Midland. You can see the Denver South Park and Pacific. And you can see a, a lot of these um, remnants of all the efforts they did. In Como, there are some great old pictures. It's uh, it's fantastic to see how many um, buildings and how much houses and how much wood was being cut and everything done in that time. And then as we look farther into the future, you start to see a lot of um, more open spaces in Como as buildings just sort of fall back into the ground and aren't cared for and time takes its toll. I It's been great that there are some people with some historical background that have really tried to preserve this and made it a uh, the great railroad ghost town that it is. Hey, I have a question I'd like to throw in here for just a moment for us. Um, our local listeners have an idea of what our roundhouse in Salida looked like. And we are still holding an engine building where they used to work on engines up here. Is that of size and nature about the same as what they have in Como Forest? About the same. Well, it's from the, certainly the same era when Palmer and company, along about, oh, the mid to late 1860s, decided to really, or rather 1880s, rather, decided to really build um, build a bigger line. Yeah, I think it was about that. There was the big railroad building uh -huh. boom. Sure. Yep. They I all think, wanted to. Yeah, go ahead. I think the Como Roundhouse has five or six bays that are still standing, that are in the old stone part of the roundhouse. Wow. And the roundhouse made at least three quarters of a circle all around the turntable. And there may have been stalls for 13 or 14 engines at totals, or at least doors. And the majority of that part of the roundhouse was a wooden structure. I see. And that burnt down, oh, in the 1930s or before then. And there was a couple other fires. There was a another fire where they had both rotary snow plows uh, stored, and that the wood building structure holding them burnt and really did a number on the old rotary snow plows. One of those rotary snow plows is on the other side of Boreas Pass in um, in Breck at their rail museum, and still you can still see it. And there are a couple, and there I think there is an actual locomotive. Our locomotive here in Como uh, came from. Uh, a mine site in uh, Alaska. That's why it's called Klondike Kate. And they're slowly rebuilding that engine here due to a lot of liabilities with fire and everything else. They're converting the uh, engine to an oil burner and going through that long technical process. It's quite, a, it's quite to, um, to get a steam powered boiler back, back functioning and, um, and tested and um, all of that is quite an undertaking. And the guys here are really after that and doing a great job. It's been a dedicated crew that's been working on weekends on this 
locomotive engine with their own time for at least a year, maybe two years now. Pretty exciting. It really is. Mm-hmm. Well, and what's the super, uh, the super plan? You have a super plan that you're going to follow up? Yeah, they do. Um, I am not privy to all of that. It's uh, it's sort of a grassroots organization. Um, I had other things to do, but there's been a, a tremendous amount of interest in the railroad, and it is increasing. And as um, people come by on the weekends and they see activity inside the roundhouse, everyone wants to come inside and see what's going on. And we wish not to... Um, we wish not to chase anyone away, so we're always great hosts. But it's coming to the point now where we need a docent or someone to show the people around so the engineers can not be distracted and keep working on their the, the locomotive they're working on. So in the big plan, the Denver South Park and uh, Pacific Railroad Society has got a Facebook page. You can also get more information on the Como Depot Facebook page, and they have a bunch of volunteer work weekends there's a couple left this this september they have a couple more before they close down for the winter and then next summer they're going to open it up they due to all the great interest they've had in they're going to firm up these dates but we'll probably say july and july august they're going to have maybe have a open house for the railroad the third saturday of each of those months or maybe each saturday to uh, get more interest, show people around what's going on, and um, create more interest for it. They're always looking for volunteers. It's a great way to do this. You can um, you can learn how to drive a drive a spike with a real um, with a real hammer and realize it's a lot harder than you think. And then uh, you understand why all of these guys are longer of tooth. We're very happy when we upgraded to a pneumatic air-powered uh, spike driver, which really made us uh, move a little quicker. But if after you, if you can, I'll give you kudos if you could hit a spike with a rail hammer on your first swing, because you got, <laughs> you have to hit, you got to hit that spike on the inside of the rail and you stand on the outside. So you have to swing that hammer over the rail. It's a long hammer, so you don't choke the neck <laughs> of it and hit the spike. And I mean, you got to start, you got to start and practice and be able to split a log with an axe so you know how to do that and then you could probably step up to doing spikes now those boys back then much better better at it than i ever will be but it's it's an art form of that kind of work and what they did uh, it only gives you more respect for how hard those guys used to work wow and let me let me just step in here for a second do they pilot those holes um back in the day they did not wow and we they just didn't they didn't have a wood bore and they would just do it when we did it by hand we uh had the luxury of an electric drill to do a pilot hole and then drive them in by hand and now with a pneumatic spike driver you may not need to do that there's different styles too the modern rail has a big rail plate i guess they call it that spikes to the um tie and then the tie and that spikes that spikes to the tie and then the rail sits on that they don't back in the day they didn't do that that rail just stayed on the uh tie and the spikes themselves were which which were what held that in and when you work up here on volunteer days they there's sometimes be a crew where you got a rail jack and you would lift up one side of the rail and by hand pack rock and stuff underneath it to level it and to get some more traction and roughness so the 
Rail lines don't want to slide to the left or the right as the train goes over them to try to keep them straight and more level. And uh, it was, it's been quite an education for me on all these steps that it took to just lay track and make things happen. Very good. And then one more thing, Andrew, I want for our listeners here uh, all over the place, uh, will you go through those two Facebook pages that are, that are tied into this again, just a little slower for our listeners? Uh, certainly. I have to make an admission. I, don't even have Facebook, and I'm glad I missed out on it. But for, <laughs> um, I believe you can go to the Como Depot um, Facebook page, and that that highlights the Como Depot, but that has links to all the other groups, and that's a great start-off page. It, it has links, yeah. And, and then I also, believe the Denver – Go ahead, go ahead. I think it's the Denver South Park and Pacific has – a page two. Walt may be up a little more on that, but a good place to start would be the Como Depot on Facebook. Perfect. Thank you, Andrew. Yeah, and it has links to the Forest Service and links to what the Forest Service is planning to do with some of their properties up uh, up uh, Boreas Pass um, or Boreas Pass, I guess we, we should say. They've got a water tower up there. They've got a, a section house up there. <clears throat> they've, they've got a lot of Forest Service is trying to keep things historic up there as, as much as they can. And plus, it's fun just this time of year. If you if you can drive a car and get a car up there and just take an auto tour, you don't necessarily have to even get out. You can just just tour on up uh, the pass to uh, to Breckenridge or go the other way. Yeah. yeah. And I could add that that road, there may be a few rocks you dodge, but it's per perfectly passable in a modern passenger car. And uh, at the base on the Como side, there's the Roberts Cabin, which is a old cabin that the Forest Service has. And then on the way up, if you're on the Boreas Pass um, road, there's one section where it leaves the railroad grade, a good part up there, it gets really steep. Well, right where... On the Como side, right where it goes up that steep hill, is this section called Windy Point. And the in the past, the uh, railroad groups have put out a section of a rail there that goes out around the corner. Um, it is it was too steep and too rocky for for the Army Corps of Engineers to bulldoze the to bulldoze the road, which they did in the fifties to make the railroad grade a car grade. But it goes out around the corner. Around on this precipice that is uh, just a fantastic rail cut with rails. You have a beautiful view and you get another taste of what it must have been like when there were no roads, just a 10 foot wide cut on the side of a mountain in a train that would steam stream through the wilderness. And it and the whole railroad eventually turned into, into a fantastic uh, sightseeing uh, program towards the end of its economic lifetime. Certainly did. And, and, um, it, what's so exciting today, I think, is that you can do all that in about a day. You know, it's not you, you don't have to camp out up there as, as people used to do. And um, that's just kind of neat. It gives you a feeling for what it must have been like. And uh, what but we have a feeling for you, too, there, Professor Zimmerman, <laughs> because you you when people come and sit and talk with you, you've got your your black coat on. You've got your umbrella and. Uh, it's just uh, worth visiting with you up there. Uh, I know on, on the 
on the days when you're there, which isn't always, but uh, uh, you're kind of the granddaddy of Como. And um, I appreciated uh, my visit with you very much. And, and not, not to necessarily put, put the, uh, the ace on your sleeve, but, uh, <laughs> but it's, it's fun when people are up there to chat with you about the, oh, and we appreciate it. Amount, amount of time that you put in with, with visitors. It's pretty neat. And uh, let me ask you this. I'm not sure we covered this. Um, did we give a little shout out for their uh, yearly event, Railroad Days? No, we can. And I can give you a blurb about that. Okay. Um, they're, they're opening, they're considering opening up the Railroad Days, like I said, a little more on weekends um, next summer due to so much involvement. But traditionally for 28 years now, we did some math, the third Saturday in August of every year, they open up the Como Roundhouse to railroad days. We have vendors, the food vendors, the Forest Service comes up. There's some historical stuff. The uh, merchandise for the Denver South Park and Pacific is going. They're trying to raise money to continue their works on the Roundhouse. And that has been a great attractor for years. This last year, there's a threat of a lot of rain, which may have chased a few people back. But... Um, Come railroad days, the population of Como might go from 30 people to a 1,300 or more <laughs> for one day. So it's it's quite the day. Sounds like fun. I don't miss it. It's exciting. And anybody who listens to this show on the rails on KHEN is within radio distance and can just run up there for railroad days or run up the, those Saturdays in August to, to see what's going on. And uh, can you can you hear the ghosts? Sometimes with the old steam trains coming up out of South Park and heading on up. I can. And I was a, I was a lucky enough kid when I was very young. I could hear the irrigation canal uh, behind Como called the O'Neill Ditch that used to provide a lot of the water for the roundhouse and everything. It was still operational in the 70s. And then those water rights were sold to bigger cities on the plains. And uh, it changed. But I remember the days of the days of actual water flowing behind here and a lot of, and you know, a lot more, a little, it was a little more rustic and it was, it was, a, it was, um, it was, a, I just, it's a magical place. And there's also another group we have in Como called the Como Civic Association. And they're entitled to keep, they raise money to keep the grade school and the high school going. And the grade school is about four times the size of the high school which tells you how many uh, students were expected to go to high school back in the day and not just finish grade school and start working on the ranch or the railroad. We have kept that up. And next summer and for another month here, the third, the third Saturday of every month here in Como, we have a bingo at the uh, grade school up there, the Como Civic Association. And we do a a meal at six for five dollars and bingo for ten, and you can win up to a hundred, and that's our great way to get to know all the <laughs> here in Como. Sounds so those all fun. work together, and they're keeping they're keeping the schoolhouse and that part of the history going, along with the great view of the Denver South Park Pacific History Group. It's pretty. This is pretty exciting. Yeah. We we we've been having so much fun with Andrew Zimmerman today, just hearing all the history of. The, the Denver South Park Pacific Railway, and uh, what's going on there today? This is a this is a viable uh, viable thing to visit and 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 be a part of. 
Now, uh, we did have a couple other real sort of oh, specific questions, but uh, I don't know that we'll get necessarily get into that. But one is, what what is the future? Are you going to lay more rail? Are you going to expand uh, the, the the network you have now? Or who knows? It's, huh? That's a sort of, in some ways, that's a product of market factors. They had a great idea in all this rail to make some really long lines around around the, the rail house. But then, um, but then warehouse space and storage space got much more expensive in the last decade due to economic factors. So a lot of leftover rail cars, rail equipment, rail couldn't be stored anywhere. And all this historic stuff needed a place to go because it couldn't, it, they could not afford other storage facilities. So all of a sudden, the Denver, South Park, and Pacific inherited a bunch of rolling stock and needed a place to put it. So instead of going for distance, they re, they filled out all the spur lines and all the radial arms from the turntable behind the roundhouse, and they and they took their energy to put rail down to store rolling stock and have space for all these for all these donated cars and equipment they're getting. So that so that sort of forced their hand to do more rail here. Now they're working on expanding over in a couple directions, but then when you start crossing roadways or going into more forested areas, there's more, um, there's more uh, processing and permits and stuff like that, which um, can slow the process down some, but there's, they're actively trying to expand the amount of rails on the ground and get a greater distance. And we'd all, we all have the dream of some angel investor and something going over to Boreas pass, but that might be after our days. We'll see. That's just, that's so exciting because everything happening here. Well, we're, we're going to have to wrap up this segment of uh, On the Rails. And I, I guess the best way to wrap it up would be to ask for a show of hands. How many of our listeners, oh, we can't see your hands. <laughs> how many of our listeners are, are going to get up there actually this Saturday, uh, next Saturday, one of these Saturdays to see if there's what, what action's going on, but definitely waiting for next summer waiting for railroad days uh, next summer. And you might even run into uh, uh, our guest today, who is just a mine of information. And uh, the, the day that uh, I first met Andrew Zimmerman, he was standing in his big black jacket with his rain umbrella out in front of the, <laughs> out, out, out in front of the Como Depot. I know it wasn't the depot, it was the Como Roundhouse. And he had a, several people around. They were just transfixed as he was explaining what what had happened here. So do you have any final words before we wrap up this segment of the show? Uh, let me in here just for a second. For oh, yeah, sure. I, I want to tell the listeners. So uh, Andrew said it's the uh, third Saturday of August and it's the third Saturday of each month. If you visitors want to go up to Como, those would be great days to uh, to visit Como. Do I have that right, Andrew? Yes, that's the summer months. We do not, Como does not, there's not enough people in the wintertime for Como yep. bingo. In the, through, sometimes we do a turkey bingo in November, but at least through October. Yeah, okay, very good. Thank you. You've been a wonderful guest. And Forrest, I leave it up to you to close this show out. I just like I'm to going make, to close. Well, go ahead, Andrew. One more quick comment. The Denver South Park and uh, Pacific Railroad Society really needs members and I can't tell you how happy I was to have a eight-year-old boy tell me more about the railroad cars 
and the owners and where the lines were. And he was the very bottom of the median age calculation that I saw there that day. And he was enthralled to have a picture next to me with my top hat and tails. <laughs> and I was just so happy to see that there's still a bunch of young kids that are as fascinated with rails as the very old young kids were around now. Excellent. Wow. Excellent. What a great segment this has been. I mean, I feel like the Denver South Park and Pacific is, is rolling again, rolling again. Okay, we're going to do a high ball before we pull the Cahan caboose out of here. And we got to breathe in and breathe out. And at the count of three, we're going to get a good old high ball. I'm, I'm, I got a fusee lit. I'm going to throw that out behind our caboose. So, so, so there's a good flare out there in the snow. And at the count of three, one, two, three, high ball, high ball, high ball. Cahen is supported in part by Little Red Hen Bakery, located at 302 G Street in downtown Salida. Little Red Hen specializes in hometown fresh-baked bread, bagels, and treats, all made with organic and local ingredients. A full menu, including the wood-fired oven schedule and daily specials, can be found on their Facebook page at Little Red Hen Salida. Cahen and Little Red Hen – just two hometown chickens working to keep Salida, Salida.